bits and pretzels inspire you. You will figure it out. This is clearly the place to be. Servus, everyone. This is Britta Wettling, your Bits and Pretzels podcast host. Welcome to a new episode of our show. To kickstart 2021 and to get you into the mood for another challenging but exciting year ahead, we are playing a conversation that I've had with Jan Frodeno, the three times Ironman world champion, as well as world record holder at our Bits and Pretzels networking week. There's a lot that we can all learn from him as we move into another year full of uncertainties as well as opportunities for those who are willing to take a chance. Because when the whole world grinded to a sudden halt due to the COVID-19 lockdown, Jan showed how to turn an obstacle into an opportunity with the invention of his Ironman at home a spectacular sports event that he completely live-streamed from his living room with 320 million people from 50 different countries watching. Not only did he raise 200,000 euros for charity, but the marketing value of the Ironman at home was estimated at an astonishing 12 million euros. And in our conversation, the exceptional athlete shared his most important learnings for founders from why failing and losing is necessary in order to succeed, as well as his personal mantra to focus in noisy situations. I want, I will, I can. That's sort of my three words that put me together, which I've derived from the great Muhammad Ali. Uh, conceive, believe, achieve. If you can conceive it and you can believe it, then you can achieve it. Hey Jan, it's great to see you. Hey, Bridget, nice seeing you. Thanks for the intro. Thank you very much. Such an impressive example that you really set with your triathlon at home. Um, what was the situation like, um, just to get people into the situation and into uh, the whole mood um, when the crisis hit, when you as an athlete who was kind of used to traveling the world, being together in a crowd of people, running a marathon, running an Ironman with thousands of people. How was this feeling like in this situation for you? Well, you know, it was a, a totally unique situation here in Spain, obviously, uh, where things took uh, took quite a hard hit, you know, in terms of the confinement and everything we had. But I remember clearly I sat together with my best friend, you know, three or four days out, who also happens to be my business partner. And we're like, what if this season just doesn't happen? Like, what's going right. on? What are we going to do? And um, we we simply decided, okay, well, let's let's do an Ironman. Let's let's do an Ironman at home. And 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 Felix looked at me and he's like, "What do you mean an Ironman at home?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you know, we could swim here, and we could do the on the bike online. We could get a few people involved uh, on the on a platform where people could actually join in, and then I'd run on the marathon, the marathon on the treadmill that you see behind me." Right. And um, it just yeah it turned out to be. A crazy thing that we then decided, okay, well, normally you've got scenery, you've got history to a race, you've got a field to unfold. Who wants to see one guy sweated up for, you know, eight and a half, nine hours? Right. Because we were unsure how long it would take. So I, I decided to, to call up some friends and see if they would join in and basically commentate and, and give their thoughts on the current situation and just, you know, spread some motivation because in the end, That's what sport is there for, you know, to motivate people, get out, um, get off the couch and, 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 and do your thing. And, and yeah, I'm just uh, really glad I had a, a cool 
bunch of friends who decided right. spontaneously to jump in because we put this thing together within a week. So describe that feeling. Uh, what was it like to finally, you know, after this long period of, of at-home marathon, uh, you know, being at the goal, actually? Yeah, it's totally bizarre and it's a little bit surreal because there's no finish line and there is, you know, the whole hype of seeing friends and hugging family and, and, and you know, uh, yeah, celebrating with the team is not out because, you know, it's, it's such an individual sport, but it's lived through a team and it's achieved through a team and, and having all these people and having to celebrate with them over FaceTime is, is a very awkward situation. But something else that came of it is that we raised all this money for charity and all of a sudden we could do so much more with a sports event. You know, of course, sports is, is a very egotistical world in, in, in a lot of senses where you do an event and, and you win your prize money and all these kinds of things for yourself. But there was the opportunity all of a sudden to really do something in a time of need um, and, and that locally, you know, I could look out from my house to certain quarters of the city here in Girona that were just in dear need. And it was very, very satisfying in the longer term, um, you know, short right. term. Yeah. <laughs> I celebrated and had a beer with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And, you know, obviously, since we have like many entrepreneurs here in the audience, many compare running a business, building a business, building a company with running a marathon. It's about the long game. It's about the long tail, thinking long term. What advice do you have for, for entrepreneurs today who want to build um, a business about, you know, keeping it up and, you know, having uh, the long, uh, aiming for the long goal here? Well, you know, uh, sports is so extremely parallel to, to business. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have, uh, to be an entrepreneur myself and, and to be a part of a few um, startups and, and, and cool ideas. But I think the biggest thing I've taken away, especially in this time and this year is to be flexible. Um, you know, this year, everybody would say is a total crash for for athletes as such there are very few races happening and and very few opportunities to to showcase what we can do and yet it's the easiest race i've ever done basically right here in this room um through through just having a little bit of flexibility and and, and thinking of something and just executing it um having more reach in, in fact more reach and and more press value than a world championship ever did and That's totally bizarre to think, but it's really the kind of thing that the world is changing all the time. And the biggest asset I think you can have is to be flexible, to react to your situation and apply yourself to it. Um, so that would be definitely my one takeaway from this year and, and, and this situation. Yeah, and, and I think in sports and also in business, when you have to pitch to your investor, it all depends on being like ready when it's important, ready, you know, when you, you have to count on it. How do you prepare for this as a sports person and how could this be helpful for entrepreneurs? Well, you know, I, I often get asked whether I still get nervous and to me, I get nervous before every single race because that's my sign that I am ready to go. That's my sign that I know I've got to excel to the best of my ability. And really, that's what I try and focus on. It's all about believing in what you can do practicing your craft as well as you can and then executing and, and, and hoping it turns into an automatism. You know, it, does, it doesn't always work and, and sometimes you have to fake it, but that's the beauty of it. 
uh, I think in a lot of senses and what keeps me glued to sport, but also to business that I don't know if it's going to work out. It's somehow it's exciting. It's tingling. And we all know that the line of success is anything but linear. You know, right. it goes up and down more than, than the Pyrenean landscape. It, right. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you just have to realize that it's probably a 1% difference between failure and success. You know, the path is so extremely near that it just, it, it pays off to persevere, but it believe it, it, it really is all about believing in yourself and just trying right. to get your point across and, and doing what you can influence. Right. I mean, I guess it's really, it's easier when you are in the middle of a crowd of like triathletes in the Ironman race with people who are all like aiming and giving a lot of energy into the race. I think it's much harder when you are at home just by yourself, although you obviously had like some input from, from the outside, but the situation that you were in sitting in your living room, like basically doing your thing, uh, is like similar to an entrepreneur who's like basically by himself and trying to figure out something. So where do you get this mental strength from? From when you are like all by yourself, focused on yourself and what you have to want to achieve here? Well, you know, the beauty about sports is that it's very black and white. So whether you win or lose is very evident at the end of a race. That's not the case in business. It's, mm. it's much more of an obscure line. And really, that was the first time I was faced with this situation in, in a sporting perspective. And, and I call it the infinite mindset because normally it's a finite situation. You know, that's your day X where you have to perform and you can't move that deadline because that's when the world championship or the Olympics are on. And really changing that mindset was something that I've learned very much from this year and that I've taken also from, from business experience is that you have to sometimes innovate and you have to sometimes just find different things to motivate yourself. And in, in my case here, it was the charitable thought and being able to raise money and, and, and actually help a situation because I simply felt that sitting on my bottom, uh, on my couch is not enough in this situation. I, I don't have a skill that is directly useful on the front line. And, and really that's how I felt I could help the most. And it becomes quite a powerful thought when you can actually think about helping others and, and drawing others along and be that through the money we raise or be that, you know, a, a few thousand of the millions of people that we reached to right. go out and exercise and stimulate their brains and come up with new ideas and just simply, you know, live a, live a little bit of a better life or provide uh, an escape from everyday re right. reality. Yeah. So, so I've heard that you use a mental practice where you think of a NASA rocket, which I think it's interesting because I really like rockets uh, and, you know, the whole new space business. So, so talk about how that works, uh, thinking of rockets and then, you know, becoming better in sports and in business where you're obviously also active in. Well, I think we all know that we have the most random thoughts during the day. It's impossible for, for any of us to stay in the here and now all the time. And I have this mantra, which is, uh, which is a, a rocket, old school, Cape Canaveral. You see all the fire coming out and this rocket slowly moving towards the sky, which is a very powerful image for me. And then um, I want, I will, I can. That's sort of my three words that put me together, which I've derived from the great Muhammad Ali. Uh, conceive, believe, achieve. If you can conceive it and you can believe it, then you can achieve it. 
And that's sort of my short version of this that I sometimes in a race tell myself probably 250 times just to get myself back into the here and now to stop the negative thoughts because really I think most situations in a daily life are achievable through a positive mindset. If you can direct your thoughts and turn them around and really get yourself to believe that you can do it, then that will most likely be true. And that's where I think, you know, the, the mind is the most important thing in Ironman racing for sure, but in, in business without a doubt that you can create right. a positive culture for yourself and then influence those around you. Um, I think you've got a winning combination. Was this something that you kind of started uh, with or was it something that you kind of achieved and learned over over your career? Oh, I, it's definitely something I learned. I used to be the worst loser. Mensch ärgerlich nicht, which is the German game. Some of you may know it. It's a right. board game. I was the kid who always threw everything as soon as I wasn't winning. Right. And it really, for me, became a lot of practice in terms of realizing that throwing a tantrum doesn't change the situation and, and being negative about a situation later in life right. also doesn't do anything good about it. And then eventually I realized that I need to lose from time to time in order to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this time around, the older I get, I kind of try and take these lessons out of every single day, rather every single training session, you know, was there something that I could do better And really make sure that I'm also challenging myself enough because very often if you're just winning and if you're, everything's just going super smooth, um, you could ask yourself a question if you're challenging yourself enough. So is losing good for you? <laughs> Then. Uh, honestly, I, it sucks. I hate losing. I absolutely can't stand it. But unfortunately, it's been the thing that's made me who I am today. You know, right. I've done I've done plenty of losing. I've lost a lot of races and, and, and little battles here and there, but they're the ones that you need in order to win in the big picture, I think. Right. Uh, talking about that, uh, after winning the Ironman World Ch- uh, Championship in 2015 and 2016, you had to stop due to back pain and, and several injuries. What was the situation like after, you know, having won these huge races and how did you, you know, make yourself come back and, you know, start training again, n- not giving up um, the race? Well, you know, I think perseverance is one of those things um, to never give up is one of those things that's easily said and it's printed on a lot of T-shirts, but right. it's actually quite hard to execute. And, you know, all this, I'm getting up one more time than I, than I fall over um, is something that happens to me because I'm drawn to what I do. It's not something I don't do sport because I want to lose weight or because I you know, I enjoy going out with my friends. It's something that I actually need for my own sanity to be a decent person. I have to do at least 20 minutes of exercise a day. And so I'm always drawn to this and therefore it comes, this combined with the curiosity of what I can still do is definitely that one thing that's that's always gotten me back up and back on my feet. But I mean, let's, let's probably talk more precisely about that because I, I think many people experience failures setbacks you know being really in the dark place what is like the first thing that you do when you can't start uh you have a lot of trouble you have an injury you have back pain what's the first thing for an athlete or for an entrepreneur to do to come out of the situation 
I mean, the biggest thing in, in any situation to me is always to set a goal. Um, and that goal should be a high goal. And then I break it down into small steps. Uh, it's my recipe for any everyday situation. It's also my recipe for, uh, for the businesses I'm involved in to try and break things down into small steps and then achieve them bit by bit. And every time I'm injured, I look for the good I can get from that injury. You know, if I've got a back pain, is that the opportunity I can finally gain to work on the difference in my left and right calf strength? Um, you know, little things like that where I detract myself from the current situation because nothing is only bad. Nothing is only good and nothing is only bad. So mm-hmm. always my key is looking for the positive and looking perhaps for a distraction where I can apply myself in that situation, um, which is true for an injury, which is true for a, for a year as this one and, and true for any failure and try and really just see the positive and ignore the negative and then step up from that. So obviously today you are not only a sports person, you're also in, in business, you are involved with a sports athlete brand. So, so talk about, you know, how your path as an athlete led to into the sports business and what, what you're trying to achieve there. Well, the beautiful thing about sports is that it opens a lot of doors. You know, um, people are generally very familiar in a sports environment and, and you know, everybody on a first name basis and, and get to know them through a shared journey, which, you know, over 226 kilometers of an Ironman is, is quite remarkable. And you'll be surprised who all is into triathlon. It's, it's quite, quite a remarkable sort of clientele of people, but that has always gotten me to wonder what more I can do. We've uh, founded a clothing brand uh, a few years ago because we felt that what's out there is simply too bright and too colorful. And we wanted a more minimalistic approach that doesn't look like a New York, a New York billboard, but rather that something that reflects the simplicity of going out and enjoying yourself. Um, the same thing, for instance, with a goggle brand that I'm uh, invested in, we do custom goggles and we're the first brand to make custom goggles so that you don't get those goggle marks and the pressure marks on your face. And it's that, basically where I look for businesses and I do this with all my investments that I can apply myself in, but that I actually see a use for in my everyday life so that I feel like, yes, this will change my everyday for a better. And then I've just been fortunate to find great people to surround myself with that, you know, take care of most of the day-to-day business so that I can still continue doing what I do best, which is... Right. Uh, Run. Yeah. You know, many people in the entrepreneurial space, many of my friends, uh, myself, we all want to do more sports. We all want to do, you know, be better to work out more, uh, practice more. But it's so hard to take the first step, obviously, for some people. So, so do you have any, I don't know, quick wins of how to get off the couch and really do something, you know, be kind to your body, work out more, be better? Well, that's, that's the problem. That's what everybody tells you. You know, you have to go out and you can do this and do that. But I think in an inter- entrepreneurial space, the one thing I can say is that every good business idea I've ever had, I've had either running or on the bike. So it definitely seems to be something that cleanses your mind. And, you know, it's, it's like uh, that infamous shower moment where you get the idea or the solution to your, to your math problem in the shower. Um, it really is proven that during exercise, um, your brain is actually very, very active and that you just come out and, and really get all these ideas. So 
the notepad and, and my recording function on my phone is very often used because that's where I'm the most creative. Right. So I think if you're looking to solve problems, if you're looking for new business opportunities and trying to solve the world's problem, get on your bike or get out and have a run. Yeah, but, but how do I get started? So what's the first step What's the, I mean, the, the first step is, is probably, especially at the moment, creating a routine. Um, mm -hmm. You just go and say, you commit to a date. Uh, finding a group is always a great one, um, which at the moment, of course, is a little bit tricky, um, you know, with, with all the restrictions in place. But I think map out a small, a small lap where you want to go and really just give yourself a nudge and just be con convince yourself of the positive effects that you will have afterwards. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm honestly kind of, yeah, very insistent that it has to be something that you just want to have a go at and you will right. see the benefits from. Many people would ask themselves why you are still training, still working out, still giving you this hard Ironman uh, stuff. Is there like any point in your career where you say, well, now I'm done or like I do this for the next two years and then I end my active career in sports or like what's your time frame there? Um, to be frank, I don't, I don't have a time frame. I'm very much driven by curiosity. I'm wondering where the limit is. I'm wondering how much further I can still do this. I'm, I'm, I'm 39 years old. I feel uh, fresh and, and good to go, but I'm pretty sure that I'll wake up one day and I will know that I don't have the same passion and that I'm not ready to get up for a 6.30 swim. Um, sorry, that's a lie. The pool only opens at seven o'clock here in Spain. It's a little bit later. Um, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where I think I will just know, uh, I, I certainly don't have anything left where I'm like, I have to prove this to myself. And it's, it's actually a very beautiful state to be in. It's, it's quite refreshing. It's free and it's time to have fun. And, and I've found that ever since I've let go of being so, uptight and needing to perform and wanting to, the be to be the best so badly is when things have, have worked out, you know, the best for me. And when I've been able to perform at, at the highest level is definitely for me closely connected to happiness. It, it's obviously also about staying hungry. How do you manage to keep yourself motivated? Um, that again comes for me through, through the curiosity of, of wondering where I can, where I can raise it. You know, last year was, was a fantastic year for me after two years of being injured and, and really having the race I dreamed of in Hawaii, which was uh, something I, I thought maybe utopical and maybe far away from, from being possible. But then again, um, it, it, it was the dream race. And still I'm wondering, I still saw, performance um, or potential to, to improve. And therefore I'm, you know, hunting for that. That's really what keeps me going day to day, wondering if I can still do it better and where I can improve and yeah, seeing where, where that final line is. Do you have any advice for our audience, for all the entrepreneurs in the audience, what they can do to improve their performance, be it in business or be it in sports right now? Um, right now, I think uh, curiosity is what will, what will get us uh, to certain places. I think right now, 
it's in many ways a difficult year, but uh, somebody I met the other day um, told me, and he was a sports icon that told me this, and he, he said he felt robbed of a whole year. And I, it was one of those cases of never meet your heroes because I, I envied this guy so much. Who was envied, it? But, Who was it? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was Elliot Kipchoge, the, the two-hour marathon runner, the wow. guy that two-hour record. And um, it really is someone I look up to in many, many ways, but I couldn't have disagreed more in that moment where I was kind of thinking, no, this is a great year. This is the best year yet to go out and try your ideas because the opportunities to do things, even from your own four walls at home, have never been quite as, um, you know, quite there. We've never been so connected and we've never been able to exchange so many ideas. So I think it's really a good time to, to launch a good idea. Jan Foreno, thanks for these inspiring words, for these very inspirational words uh, towards the end of our event. It was great to talk to you. I wish you all the best for your next couple of years of training, uh, marathoning. Uh, it was great to talk to you. Thanks a lot, Jan Foreno. All right, that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us and subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new episode again. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple or wherever you're listening. See you next week.